Hey guys, I'm Bert with Dabbing with Washington Artists. The idea is simple. We have six dabs and six questions. So sit back, light your torches, as we sit down and interview the artists that make Washington, Washington. Hey, what's up everybody? It's Curse Music out of Ever Washington over here with Dabbing with Washington Artists. Uh, just want to let you know that I got some new music videos out. Go ahead and uh, click the link below. Check out the latest and greatest. We're about to get it popping over here and smoke up. For today's series of dabs, we'll begin our smoke session with the Triangle Mints, a Viper City OG, and a Frosted Cherry Cookies. And we will round out the session with the Nerds, a Maui Wowie, and a Grape Derps. Thank you for joining us today on Dabbing with Washington Artists. Today we are joined by Cursed Music. Uh, thanks for making the trip. Hell yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you here. And uh, so let's just go ahead and get right into it. Um, our first dab for the day is a Triangle Mints. Um, this one actually, uh, this one's probably one of my favorite mints that I've had in a while. Triangle Mints is a sativa dominant strain with a rich minty taste that lingers for minutes and is known for its tendency to leave the smoker energized and focused. We found a gram of this batter at a shop on 88th Avenue in Linwood. Oh uh, yeah, man. Smooth as a muffa. <laughs> Crazy. Mm. Tastes good though. I love mint, mint and lemon. All right. Well, the first thing we always like to ask everybody here is uh, what role does cannabis play in your creative process? Uh, it's heavy in the writing process. Like that's okay. where it really is. Yeah, it's not so much in the recording process just because when I get into that booth, I'm just like the whole three hours, I'm just like stuck in that booth. Um, and when the engineer uh, starts mixing, shout out to Andu by the way, um, I'm like heavy into it. I'm he I like to have my hands on every little thing. So when he starts mixing, I'm like sitting there in the booth most of the time just listening to what he's doing. Um, but as far as the writing process, I need the stimulation. Like sometimes I'll be like too focused that my mind won't be able to, it'll be trying to be too specific. It won't really be able to open up too much. And I'll just be, it'll, it'll come out very plain and boring. And I don't like okay. that at all. So the, the smoking weed just kind of gives me the energy that I need to just get into a more uh, artistic aspect in the mind. Is there, um, is there a type of, uh, um, is there any kind of sativa in your thing? Do you have a particular sure. strain that helps with yeah. your creativity? Yeah, lemon skunk for sure. Yeah? Yeah, lemon skunk as far as strains go. For a long time, most of my life, sativa was always the, the more upper strain that I, or the upper one that I liked. But over time, I found some indicas that would hit me just like a certain way. So mm -hmm. I started to just not pay too much attention to that. And then I found Lemon Skunk, and that was that was, that was the move. Uh, so for our second one here, we've got a Viper OG. Oh, that sounds scary. Viper City OG is an indica-dominant strain with an uncharacteristic tendency to leave the smoker couch-locked in, in a haze, and has a rich terpene profile of diesel and citrus. We scored a gram of this sauce at a shop on Capitol Hill. There you go. Viper OG, huh? Viper OG. So, uh, how has living in Washington uh, affected your sound or your or your creativity? It's been a real crazy adventure. That's an interesting question. So, like, I was born and raised in Silver Lake. Mm -hmm. um, by 18, I kind of left my parents' house and didn't really have a whole lot of money to my name. 
So I was couch surfing for a good four, uh, three to four years. Um, and in that time, I, I had a, a, an amazing adventure to travel pretty much everywhere from Mount Vernon down to uh, South Seattle. Within those cool. four years, I lived in a lot of places. Half of that time was spent in Shoreline, and most of that time I worked in uh, Seattle. So um, it's been a real different experience um, kind of in the more recent years because I grew up around a very kind of specific click-like area mm-hmm. um, when I was younger. And then when I got out into different cities, it was a lot of a different vibe. And that changed my perspective on the creation of my music a lot. Like before, um, there was no Z in the name. And a lot, of, and in like 2016, I put the Z because a lot of the environment I was in felt a little more edgy. And I felt like the Z was a little more edgy. And then the first song I released was very edgy. It was very hard. It was called Bet. And so everything started changing when I started to associate myself outside of Everett mm-hmm. um, in the later years. And so like the whole, the more like the general area of the Pacific Northwest definitely had an impact on uh, the style of music that I started to shape into. And um, do you do you feel like you've had like a significant change over the years depending on where like you've been located in Washington? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I mean, I would say that my earlier music was very naive and immature. That would be the best way to describe it. Whereas these more recent, this more re- this project in particular is very heavy on the storytelling. And, right. um, there's a lot more uh, straight to the point. Like, there's a lot of literary devices and metaphors, but there's also a lot of me just saying this is exactly what was going down. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you have a favorite um, area that you, uh, that, you, that you particularly like to be in now? Uh, I can't knock my hometown, Everett. A lot of people love to knock Everett, but I'm obsessed with Everett. I, I actually kind of like it here. You I know? love it here. Yeah. And I'm trying to start this thing called Skate Park Sundays as soon as I'm actually decent at skateboarding. <laughs> I just I want to bring more people one I want to bring more people together and two I want to bring more people in Everett and there's only like two skate parks in the Everett limits um, mm-hmm. so I want to I want to work towards that uh, next up we've got I've actually been really excited to try this one uh, it's a frosted cherry cookies frosted cherry cookies is an indica dominant hybrid with a crisp cherry and baked goods taste and is known for its tendency to leave the smoker sedated without feeling sleepy or couch locked we scored a gram of these saucy diamonds at a shop on evergreen way in everett um with the lockdown restrictions kind of lifting here um have you started uh, performing live, or do you have any kind of um, upcoming shows that uh, you're interested in doing? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, shout out to Misery, um, an artist from Cali. She's been touring a lot uh, for many years. Um, she recently has been letting me, this year, she's been letting me open it up for uh, oh, cool. in both Washington and Oregon. Um, a lot more opportunities for that have been happening in Oregon, specifically Lincoln City and Portland area. Okay. Um, just because Washington has just been a little bit slower opening up. But, um, yeah, she finally got me in to open up for her in Seattle, September 22nd. That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, do you have, um, do you have a favorite venue that you, uh, have? Only because I don't have a lot of experience in the Seattle venues, but I've done Studio 7 when it was still open. I miss Studio yeah. 7. Yeah. <laughs> and then I did one time at Nectar Lounge. 
Um, and that that's been my favorite. That's been my favorite. Nectar Lounge. Yeah. Okay, that Absolutely. was in Seattle, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Misery's uh, Misery's is a uh, the fun house. So I'll see how, what that's like for the first time. Oh yep. Yeah. Um, and do you have a? Is there a stage that you're uh, particularly looking forward to performing on in either? Well, at Washington, let's go with Washington and then Oregon. Since yeah. you guys, since you seem to be doing both. I want to do Nectar Lounge again. There's no open opportunity right now for me, but mm-hmm. that's somewhere I really want to do because back then was when my music was a lot more immature and naive, as I said. So it'd be a lot. It'd be really interesting. It'd be like a, a, a I don't know, kind of overcoming that into a new chapter. Kind of come back and show them that you've changed yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. That you got and same on. goes for the anchor here in Everett in downtown. Okay. Yeah, because um, they were doing open mics. They do open mics all the time. And mm-hmm. in 2019, uh, my sister who passed away this year, uh, rest rest oh, in peace. Sorry. Yeah, uh, thank you. Um, she was begging me to go out and do the open mics. And I had one song recorded for this project at the time. It was not a performance song by far. So I was just saying not. And then, uh, you know, she passed and I have yet to, to go. So it would be dope to, to get into there. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. All right. So we're about the halfway point. How are you feeling so far? I'm feeling good. Excellent. Feeling good. Okay. Let's keep it going. All right. <laughs> so we've got, uh, nerds coming up next. Nerds is an indica-leaning hybrid with a rich combination of sweet grapes and berries and is known for its tendency to leave the smoker focused and introspective. We picked up a gram of the sugar wax at a shop on Evergreen Way in Everett. Okay, so um, so what got you on uh, on your path to the musical career um, in general? Like, how, uh, how did it start? My dad, for sure, yeah. absolutely, hundred percent. There's nothing else I can say about it. I mean, Eminem definitely had an impact, obviously. Sure. Uh, NF, I would say, had more of an influence than Eminem, even though he's more new and recent. NF definitely. But my dad, my dad had been doing music like his whole life since he was, you know, a young teenager. When I was growing up, he had a home studio and he would do music with his best friend all the time. And so like, I just got into writing music. I had started writing poetry when I was about 11 years old, got into writing music about a year or two later. uh, And he had the studio. And then like, at some point when I was 13 or 14, it was like the summer after eighth grade, my lifelong brother, Sergio, shout out to Sergio. He, uh, you know, he had moved out of the uh, city um, for a few years, and um, we didn't really connect too much. Um, and so we just started writing music together, like, just to have something to do together. Sure. Yeah, and my uh, dad had the equipment, so, like, that's what got me started. And then it, um, my mom kept pushing me. She's like, you're finally old enough. Your dad will let you go listen to Marshall Mathers LP. And so that's when I finally, and she raised me on Marshall Mathers LP when I was really young. Um, so like I remembered a lot of it, but like now it was a little bit older. I was in rap myself. So like I went back and listened to this whole album and that's when Eminem just kind of like got me like, yeah, you're going to do this. Like this is going to be your thing. So, but yeah, definitely my dad, he's got two songs. Uh, he's got one song of his own and a feature out on the major platforms under the name S-E-S-S-E-D-B-L. And yeah, he's definitely. What kind of music does he do? He's a very Cali-like, heavily okay. influenced by Too Short and E Forty. Yeah, the song he's got is called West Side Bridge, and it's like a summer song about Alki Beach. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so 
Uh, coming up next, we've got uh, some Maui Wowie. Maui Wowie is a classic sativa dominant strain with hints of earthiness, pineapple, and lemon, and is known for its tendency to leave the smoker chatty and creative. We scored a gram of the sugar wax at a shop on 88th Avenue in Bellingham. So if uh, if you had a single message for your fans, um, what would it be? Man, um, go with your gut. Go with your gut 100%. Because at the end of the day, it's your life. And um, there's no there's no book. There's no book telling us what's, what's truly the right way to live it. And there is definitely, obviously, a way to harm people. So that's not something that you should do, which would be considered bad. And there's definitely ways to help others, and that would be considered good. But there's always a villain in every story. So don't overthink that. Just live your life and just do your best not to hurt others. Reduce unnecessary suffering. That's the goal. The goal is to reduce unnecessary suffering. Yeah, unnecessary. You can't reduce all suffering. But to reduce unnecessary suffering is the goal. Absolutely. You know, do the little things you can here and there, you know. Uh, yeah. like go to a concert or something especially if they're doing like fundraising or something like that fucking go support that go support yeah. your local shit you yeah, know absolutely especially the local yeah not, not that that's a biased opinion <laughs> but you know the local locals are it's, that's where your home is you know mm-hmm. what I mean where you're getting your car fixed shout out to Blockers Auto Service that's a local uh, place that I go to um, all the time and it's just the local is where your home is and if you're not growing your home there's no there's no real point. Uh, so uh, here we are at our last one here. Um, so we've got some Grape Derps. Grape Derps is a sativa dominant hybrid that is known for its cerebral high and tendency to leave the smoker chatty and social. We scored a gram of these sugar diamonds at a shop on 156th Avenue in Marysville. For our last one here, um, so you've got a series of music videos that you've released. Um, what can you tell us about the process and uh, and the experience that you're getting with uh, making these videos? Man, shout out to KG. He is he is the best artist uh, pers- artist I've ever worked with in the industry ever. I'd be nowhere without him at all. Uh, when I met KG. He, I was like, I, I can't burn this bridge at all in any way, shape, or form. Like, this videographer is everything I need to get me going. And sure enough, uh, man, he's a full-on director, filmer, editor. He's got the whole team over at Hustle & Pray Films. Shout out to the whole, the whole team. They all, they, and they bring so much livelihood to every shoot. Like, no matter how dull you or the people not even in the scenes are, when you're when that camera's on, KG will make sure that you are doing exactly what he needs you to do to make this video pop. Like he is like just the greatest artist I've worked with in the entire. I've been doing this since I was fourteen. I've I've worked with a couple professional videographers and they, none of them have been like absolutely terrible. But KG, when I found him, I was like, I will do anything to stay with Hustle and Pray Films, anything at all. So yeah, that's he's the man. It's 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 um. 
he'd be moving me around. I feel like a slave. Like I'm just getting told what to do, where to go. Like I'm learning what it's like to slowly get into the acting industry. But that's, <laughs> that's what's happening when I work with KG. And his his vision for for a script is phenomenal. Like I like there's been two songs I've sent him. Hush uh, was was one where like in my mind I was like there's no like real visual script to this song. Like we just gonna make a dope performance video. And he hit me back. He's like no. He said, we're going to do this, 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 this. I'll let you know when we're ready. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I bet. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, it's stressful. It's, uh, it is a lot of work. Um, I have a, uh, the advantage of having a lot of time on my hands right now um, with, you know, with COVID going on. So that helps. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, KG gives me the results that I've been looking for for, for 10 plus years now. What's it like actually doing like the the video shoot? Like how it's, it's just like a whole new world. Like I enter a whole new mindset. Like when he's like, okay, we're here. I'm just like, okay, where do I need to go? What do I need to do? And I like I like break it down. So like in Hush, I created a whole choreography to match the lyrics. So like whatever I was saying, I had a whole thing with my arms and my body to to go along with whatever I was speaking with. And I was like, KG's gonna match the animation in the video. I'm just gonna let him throw, you know, whatever he wants into that. So um it's very uh it's a lot of it's a lot of exercise. And when I started working with KG, I learned I cannot do studio recording and video recording within the same months. And and it's because the the, the rehearsal for studio recording I found out just it was way different for, from the video recording rehearsals. So um, like the video rehearsals, like I you I won't even really speak. Like I'm just focused on my body language the whole time. Mm-hmm. Whereas when it comes to the studio rehearsals, I'm focused on my diaphragm and my character and my tone. And it's such a different thing that um, I can't I can't do them both at the same time in the same month. Yeah, KG taught me that. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. but I love it. Living my dream. Hey guys, thank you so much for watching. Remember to hit like or follow and uh, share with your friends. Bye!